Hello and welcome to I'm in Agony. I'm your host Lizzie and I'm joined by my co-host Ranch. Hello. Today we're going to discuss um, the most recent episode of Game of Thrones. So season 8 episode 5 which is the second to last episode ever and it is called The Bells. It featured the iconic um, meme, Clegane Bowl. I honestly don't have many thoughts about it, except that it was really funny. <laughs> but Rachel, what are yours? Um, it was good. It, it did have a little bit of funny moments, you know, it was like, why won't you fucking die? Um, but... Uh, no, two yeah. of the, the funny moments were like Cersei and Kyburn really... <laughs> <laughs> when Kyburn was like, yeah, actually that was kind of the, the one shocking moment for me was when <laughs> Gregor just pushed I was like, well, that's one way to kill Kyburn. <laughs> that's literally what I said. <laughs> and then Cersei just was like awkwardly walks down the stairs by Sandor. She wants to so see funny. if Sandor's gonna kill her, and he literally doesn't even notice she's there. <laughs> I know. I was, it was really funny. I was like, yeah, all the Sandors, the Voinclore theories are gone and down the toilet. <laughs> would you have liked that? If he just killed her? No, that would have been annoying. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I cried, but... And you cried in front of people? Uh, yes, but it was just like tears. It wasn't like sobbing. It was just like a shed about three tears. That's not really crying. Okay, well, that's crying for me when I cry at things. Rachel's standard of crying is very low, I guess. Yeah, unless I'm having, a, like, an emotional breakdown. <laughs> well, I'm glad this didn't lead to that, because, um, listeners, I was actually very concerned about Rachel, so I tried to be like, oh, you know, this episode might trigger you, you, you might be get very emotional. I think she knew the whole time that I was saying the hound was dying, but when I went back through our texts i never actually said that no you didn't but i got the gist and i i predicted it and i i just was expecting it to happen so i was expecting him to die and then i was expecting cloaking bowl to happen and him to die killing gregor so i mean i was prepared for it for a very long time i don't really have any regrets about stuff i wish they had done so yeah it was just sad but it was like that was the way he was going to go out, and I saw that, you know? You saw it coming? Yeah. I mean, I think all Reddit did. <laughs> I really loved the scene with Arya beforehand, though. I I think I actually... My favorite scene in the episode was when um, Arya and the Hound... Sorry, Sandor Clegane, um, came into, like, the camp and were trying to pass. And I... Okay, you know the disguises that both Jamie and the Hound wore to, like, cover their faces? They reminded me a lot of in Thor Ragnarok, which I watched because of you. <laughs> when <laughs> Thor, like, puts a towel over his head. <laughs> yeah. It was funny how literally no one noticed that Jamie or the Hound were in town. Like, they're the most, like, easy-to-spot people in that universe like golden hand yeah that's how he got caught it wasn't his face it was his golden hand and Tyrion's like he didn't think to take it off <laughs> and I love the line Jamie says is like Cersei once called me the stupidest Lannister <laughs> I was like no shit 
You and I have known that for so long. Speaking of Jamie, no, Jamie oh Redemption Arc Lannister. I may have, like, spontaneously orgasm. Just Jamie dying without a redemption arc it was good. He doesn't deserve one. Yeah, like, I guess I, for so long I was sort of wrapped up into the the main sort of consciousness of the fandom that he did have a redemption arc just because he was being less of a dick. But then you... He wasn't even being uh, like this. Like, not that... Like, was he even that much less of a dick? Because he wasn't... I think the the thing is that if you the whole point is if you look at it through his point of view, um, like the Starks would come up seeming like the enemy, right? And like he's justified. But then if you look at it from like a rational point of view, that's not just an incest attempted child murderer's point of view, then then like he's evil. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I guess he not becomes less of a dick. He just becomes less cocky because he can't afford to be as overly confident because without his hand because he's not the best swordsman in the world um and that's kind of where a lot of the stuff comes from because he has to change his behavior in that sense um but then like about a year ago you pretty much like you like slapped me across the face and you're like jamie lannister never had a redemption arc i know it's not there and i was like whoa like in the books especially because he's still doing cersei's bidding and then the only reason he leaves her or doesn't come help her is that, um, like, like she's cheating on him. It's he's he's triggered by the fact that she had sex with Moon Boy. That's it. Oh my god, I forgot about that. <laughs> she didn't actually. Tyrion just said. Yeah, I know. Oh god. <laughs> so yeah, I just felt really bad that like Brienne' emotions were a casualty of. Jamie Lannister being the dick that he is. Yeah, I felt really bad for Brienne. Even though Brami has good chemistry and I like um Nick Lodge a lot and like I like him and Gwen's chemistry, like they seem really funny together. It's it was hard for me to ever be completely on board with Brami because <laughs> Yeah, I just feel like she deserves a lot better. She does. She really does. She has terrible taste in men. Yeah, well, I mean, I think it was just that he was, like, the one the one man who really showed her all that sort of kindness and seemed to be kind of into her and, like, take her seriously as a, as a knight after, well, not at first, mm-hmm. but, you know, like, she hasn't had that much experience. She's also, like, 19 in the book, so she, she might get over it. Yeah. Like, have you ever had a questionable crush? Probably. I won't name names. I mean, not, not. Oh, I was referring to myself there. Sorry. <laughs> and not as questionable as Brienne. Yeah. But she does hear everything from his point of view, and he is pretty convincing. Like, he's always been charming, right? And he saved her from being raped twice. So, like, it's not completely unbelievable, but. Yeah. 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 Also, the Voinquark theory went out the window. I really love that all of the prophecies have gone out the window. Like, I was never a big fan of prophecies. But they, in the in the show, they didn't even mention the Voinquark, did they? It was only about all of her children mm-hmm. dying. So it wasn't even an established canon in the show. I know. People, like, read... I kept forgetting Like, that. I think Jamie's redemption arc really is just, like, fanon and, like, manipulation of the audience into thinking he's gotten better. But he never actually improved. He was always just, like, not as bad as he thought he was at the beginning. But, like, at the same time, yeah. And people really try and blame Cersei for everything he does. 
even though Cersei was specifically mad at him for trying to kill Bran. She's like, I could, we could offend him with, or given him sweets or something. Like that's what she said. And Bran, and Jamie's like, only regret for pushing Bran out the window was that Cersei was mad at him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And obviously I can't really get on board with um, someone who tried to murder the cutest character in Westeros. <laughs> Bran truly is so pure. What Bran? Rickon is less pure, but just as cute. He's so feral. <laughs> in Fanon. <laughs> Even in non-Fanon, he really doesn't care if Shaggy Dog just tries to kill people, which is truly iconic. He's also three, so, you know. <laughs> he doesn't truly understand death. Um. So what else happened in this week? Oh, I guess now, speaking of Bran, there was no Bran. Nope. And some spoilers slash leaks, though they might be fake, have Bran becoming king of Westeros and Tyrion is like the head of his council, so like his hand of the king. Can Tyrion just die already, please? I actually kind of liked him in this episode, similar to how I kind of liked the Hound in this episode. It's weird. I just want him to die because there's way too many Tyrion stands and they're also annoying. Not as bad as Danny stands, but they're very annoying and they're mostly like dude bros. On Tumblr, there's not really that many, but in real life, there are. Yeah, I know. I'm speaking because a lot of the people I know are Tyrion stands. <laughs> I know. As my mom was watching Cleganeville, she's like, I hope he doesn't die. I hope he doesn't die. Oh, I hope he doesn't die. She had so much anxiety, and then he died. Oh, She didn't cry. She was just like, it was her one hope. Like, the one thing she got emotional about that episode. Mm. Yeah. I didn't really get emotional about anything besides that. Um, I thought the fight between Jamie and Euron was hilarious. It truly was so funny. It was so random, but I loved it. I really, I don't know. This is horrible, but Euron is my, like, probably my favorite villain on the show just because he's so stupid and funny. <laughs> I, mean, I know. Like, yeah, he's stupid, but it's like, he's just such a meme. It, it's hilarious. I know. It was so, it was such a showy Euron way to go out. And I was just like, I love this. This is great. I know. I guess I just want to know now how, like, book Euron goes out. Because I feel like we've predicted such big things for him. Yeah, I know. And then we're just fools in the end. We are Moon Boy. <laughs> we are Moon Boy. I think Euron is a completely different character, so there's not really going to be any similarities between what Euron did and what Book Euron will do. I really like Euron's actor. Pilu Azbik. Yeah, that photo you sent me of him with a cat was so cute. Yeah, it's on his Instagram. <laughs> that cat was so large. It's 20 pounds. I feel like our interpretation, or like our head canons of, um, like an AU where Euron was like, came like adopted by Missandei's family and was actually from the <laughs> Isle of Narth, but just as evil, <laughs> make just as much sense as show canon. Mm, it does. I love it. Yeah. Same. I guess the only other thing was, like, the gruesomeness, but the reality of war and sieges that we saw when uh, Daenerys, like, burns the city, and then, like, all the northerners and the the unsullied just, like, attack, and then, like, the northerners almost become, like, the bad guys, you know, because they're pillaging the city, and John is having just, like, this existential crisis. I actually had slightly more understanding 
Okay. The Northerners behaved abysmally, proving that everyone, like, all people are capable of evilness, even the North, which I still believe, like, are the protagonists. Um, yes. But, like, it's not the first time the show's shown that, right? Like, in the books, too, they constantly, like, Arya is forced to see, like, the horribleness of her own, fa- like, her father's men, who she assumed would be, like, good and protect her. Yeah. Um, exactly. But... I actually think the Northerners being super, like, excited to fight the Lannisters makes a lot of sense. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it does. at the Red Wedding, like, 5,000 Northerners died. Like, were just massacred, real drunk at a party. It wasn't It wasn't just, like, Rob and Catelyn. Like, 5,000 people. Yeah. And then in that war, so many people died. In the previous war, so many people died. So, obviously, they all really hate the Lannisters. Like, it's not just that their, their lords were killed. Probably... Like, every Northerner probably knows some people who died in that war. Exactly. Or the had horrible experiences in the administration the Lannisters propped up after they killed Ned. And, um, yeah. So I can kind of understand that. The Unsullied were just upset about Missande, which, like, I get. But at the same time, that's, like, one death compared to so many Stark deaths in that city. So I... Even though the Northerners were, you know, rapey creeps, I kind of understand why they hate the Lannisters. Yeah, I mean, it just the Unsullied. I feel like they they took Daenerys attacking as their cue, and they're like, "We're her soldiers. We're gonna go. That's what we're do. That's what we're trained to do is just be soldiers." So that made sense in that in that way. It just really shows the gruesomeness of war. Mm-hmm. Uh, very very close okay i think i explained that wrong i think what i meant was like or what i what i wanted to communicate is i think Missandei had to die in order to give them any like rationale for not seeming like irrational for attacking the lannister forces and king's landing right because they hadn't done anything and they all like are like oh we're breakers of chains now so like Missandei is clearly you know one of their people from astapor no, Yunkai, God. And, um, yeah, like, obviously they would defend her. Like, they, that's what they're all upset about, right? And it kind of makes them seem less mindless and just, the like, ghouls who do whatever Danny says. Like, Grey Worm really wanted revenge. Like, he had agency. Like, for Grey Worm, I see it, but I feel like from all the other Unsullied, it's kind of just, like, a little, like, what they're trying to use to sort of make it seem like the unsullied aren't the, just the pure soldiers that they are. Yeah. Like, it's trying to give sympathy to them, even though I don't think they the majority of, majority of them really care about Miss Andai dying, because they just don't know her. But I think they know that he was she was important to Grey Worm, and then they all love Grey Worm, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, like, Grey Worm is their chosen leader. So when Grey Worm went, they were obviously going to go, because, like, you know, follow your commander. Exactly. <laughs> but John really wanted to stop the Northerners, and he could not. Grey Worm gave him such a dirty look, too, when he's like, oh, let's, let's not attack, because they surrendered. And then Grey Worm gives him, like, a look, like, I know that Grey Worm is going to do something bad to John, like, tattle on him. Yeah, I know. I feel like John is just, like, having this awful existential crisis, and he's realizing, I fucked up, I fucked up, Daenerys is not a good queen. <laughs> I think... John has been terrified of Danny since and like afraid before he just wanted to kind of I think use her to bring her north mm-hmm. and he thought it would be helpful 
And I guess it was. I don't know. I guess it didn't end up being necessary to have Danny. But um, I think at some point, probably when Sam told him about his own parents, Brant or John, the like the wheels started going in his head and he was worried that Danny was going to do something to his own family and Winterfell. Mm-hmm, yeah. I feel like you can really feel that when um, Daenerys says that Sansa killed Varys as much as I did, you know? Yeah. And he's just like, oh, shit. And obviously John's going to see Arya next week, and I think it's going to be a really emotional reaction because he realizes that, like, you know, his beloved baby sister was almost murdered by Danny. Mm-hmm. Okay, speaking of Arya, Arya was so good in this episode. She really was. Like, Maisie Williams' acting was on point. Honestly, the, the Arya made me the most emotional this episode. Like, if I didn't know that George R. R. Martin wasn't, like, was forbidden from killing Arya by his wife... I would have been like, oh, fuck, Arya's going to die. Arya's going to die. Yeah, I keep forgetting about that. (laughs) Because they put her in such awfully dangerous situations. And I'm like, oh, no, she's probably going to die. And then I'm like, you keep reminding me. I'm like, oh, oh, yeah. (laughs) She's not going to die. Yeah. Well, she said that she would leave him if... I think it was probably dramatic and she probably wouldn't if Arya and Sansa died. Mm -hmm. But... He probably wants to make his wife happy. It gives me enough confidence to be like, yeah, Arya's going to live. And then she always does. I don't know if I could keep watching if they killed Arya, to be honest. Yeah, it'd be tough. Like, if they killed Arya, Sansa, or Bran, it would be hard to keep watching. The only way they could kill Bran is if it was in like a super heroic, he dies to save the world kind of way. But anything else is like, <laughs> fuck off. But then, you know, if like that happened, but they killed Jamie, I might like turn the the TV back on. It's going to be so exciting that, like, it's actually really sad that we only get one episode of, like, pure validation of being right. Like, we only get one week to gloat. (laughs) It's true. We only get one week. Um, So have you seen any of the Danny Stan mental breakdowns on, like, Reddit, Twitter, and Tumblr? Uh, Yeah, I've seen a few on Tumblr. One that was all about, like, completely denying that she had any darkness she's like it's like Daenerys is will always be the hero I think that was the end of the post and I was like oh no honey yike she's the hero of the other side like the side of villains like I didn't hate like this season this whole season I haven't really hated her and I still didn't hate her this episode I was just like yeah fire and blood (laughs) actually I find her more likable now like as a villain I don't know if that makes sense. Because yeah. it's just, there's less cognitive dissonance about her character. Yeah, okay, so I think, yeah, that's the thing is, is, like, is it, don't, a lot of the reason I did hate her, um, like, show Danny for a very long time was because of all this cognitive dissonance in the fandom about her, which, for me, I'm just like, guys, come on, please. You're just so, like, in denial about stuff. Um, and, like, basic morality, like, they're in denial of. Yeah, now it's so clear that she's a villain and they just can't deny it that I'm, I feel validated. And then I'm also just like, yeah, yeah, guys, that's how it is. I'm like, you just, and now they can't deal with it. And I'm just like, I don't get it. Like, she's always had this potential in her. She's a Targaryen, for God's sakes. I mean, she was raised with the idea of Targaryen and Valyrian exceptionalism. Yeah. Mostly due to Viserys. So... I mean, John is different in that he 
he was raised as a Stark. I think if Daenerys had been in, raised in a different circumstances... Didn't have nukes? Didn't have nukes. Or even even if Jorah hadn't died, none of this would have happened. If Missandei hadn't died, it wouldn't have She happened. went to the group chat, and I was like scrolling up to try and find something, and out of context, this was really hilarious, but Alana just said, <laughs> Kyburn stands bride. <laughs> 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 that, that was, was actually iconic. That was so funny. <laughs> Sir Gregor, stay with your king. <laughs> Just grab him by the throat. And he dies so easily. That was the one shocking moment of the episode. Truly. Oh my god. But yeah, it's like now that Daenerys is so clearly a villain, it's like, yeah, I can I can like her now. Because you love villains. Yeah, and it's also like you're not fighting against the fandom hive mind that she's like this beautiful savior, mm-hmm. which really put, puts me off on everything. Yeah, like everything she does is moral and good. And it's like she doesn't have to be moral and good for you to like her, guys. She doesn't. Like, God, look at all the other characters. None of them are moral and good, even the good guys. Sean had killed a lot of I mean, people. not as many as her. <laughs> no one's killed as many as her. I know, but like, but Arya's killed a lot of people too. Sansa's made so many mistakes, and you know they all have a dark side to them. They're all human beings. Like people are, I mean, there's goodness in people, but also the souls of human beings are ugly. It's true. Yeah, we all have darkness in us. We can all be triggered by bells. (laughs) I don't even get the whole like she got triggered to madness by the bells. That's a hundred percent what it was. But people think she's triggered by the bells. I think she was just like. She was seeing the Red Keep and, like, was just so angry. And she really was just like, fuck it, I do not care anymore. I'm like, I just want to burn this shit to the ground. And why should I hold back? Because nobody's going to love me anyways. So I might as well go full Targaryen, like Aegon the Conqueror, and just, you know, strike terror into the hearts mm-hmm. of all, everyone. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. You create Hall too. <laughs> Hall too, electric boogaloo. And honestly... Danny's like hatred of kings the king's landing people like it made sense like not just like cognitively but it was somewhat relatable it's like you feel like you did all this and like you still get no recognition like fuck it ah the only problem is when I have that sort of rage like I can't murder millions or a million or hundreds of thousands I can't murder anyone right I don't really have the skills and like mm-hmm. she she can't be trusted I don't know. Yeah, no one should ever have that much power. Maybe that's where the where the Targaryen quote unquote Targaryen madness comes from. Having too much power. Yeah, the dragon having the dragons gives them too much power, and then obviously incest doesn't help. But like, it never does. Do you think George R. R. Martin will have the same ending? It's not going to be the same, but I definitely think Daenerys is going to become a villain, and um. I think it's highly probable that the burning of King's Landing by Daenerys is like the third shocking moment that he told D&D. You know how one was um, R plus L equals J mm-hmm. and the other one was the burning of Shuri. They all seem to be about like good people accidentally or unpurposefully doing horrible things. Mm-hmm. Though I do, were people supposed to root for Stannis? I don't think so. 
like because he's so unlike in general but like i rooted for him just because i'm i just like i understand as someone that's always like doing what they're supposed to do and like doesn't feel like they ever get a good enough recognition from their family or whatever and then so clearly it's like it, okay by the laws i am the king now like Renly, I don't get it, and I'm like, I kind of have that same sort of thinking pattern. So that's why I really got it. And then, not to make myself the Davos here, but I mean, I f- I feel like I recognize you. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Rob was truly a shit brother. <laughs> like Stannis <laughs> was a traitor for a year, like holding a castle, and he's like, eh, never liked them. <laughs> I know, like, Stannis is like, I did all this shit for you and I got nothing, like... I feel like at a certain point, Ned was to Robert's friendship, like, the I don't want these meme, but he couldn't get out of it. (laughs) Exactly. Oh god, there was one last thing I wanted to come talk about. Actually, there was one last thing I wanted to talk about, but let's do yours first. Oh fuck, I forgot. I was thinking, okay... Oh dad, Davos. Um, you thought he was really sexy? Yeah, it was, it was great. There were some good, like, some good shots. Like, when John Davos and Tyrion were, like, standing up on that, like, thing before the battle starts, I was like, mm, yeah, nice. Then when uh, John Davos and Grey Worm were all, like, strutting, <laughs> when they're all, like, strutting into the city, I was like, damn, squad goals. <laughs> are you gonna become uh, Davos John Shipper? I kind of already am. Like, I have been for a while, but I guess you just didn't know that. Well, I did used to send you a lot of pictures of Kit and Liam and be like, why does Kit look like <laughs> Liam's teaching assistant? And they're fucking secretly. I don't know if you remember that. <laughs> I do. That was such a long time ago. Oh, my God. <laughs> I would have never remembered that if you hadn't brought it up. He really did, though. And it's like them drinking wine and, like, Kit looks like the trophy husband. <laughs> I really hope Kid Harrington never stumbles upon this podcast or Liam Cunningham. He doesn't need to know about your thirst or my mom's thirst or my mom's obsession with saying she's met him. <laughs> I love your mom. <laughs> Literally every every conversation, she someone comes in the house, oh, do you watch Game of Thrones? Oh, do you know um, Lord Davos? Hmm? Well, I fed him pizza. <laughs> <laughs> he liked it a lot yeah mm-hmm. yeah I hope I see him again someday mm-hmm. I hope my mom never hears this either <laughs> so what was the what last thing that you wanted to talk about oh I was just gonna do a dramatic reading oh yes beautiful let me um, sit back relax and listen with hundreds of houses in Aswiath and the Targaryens being the ones with the most wonderful and rich history, D&D decided that the Starks are the only ones to survive. The only ones to be painted in a positive light. The only ones that got to be humans at the end. Fuck House Targaryen. Fuck House Martell. Fuck House Lannister. Daenerys Targaryen gets made a madwoman out of nowhere. And no, don't tell me that the signs were there because I will block you. 
Jamie Lannister's redemption arc gets destroyed and his most tender and complex relationship ruined. Tyrion Lannister gets dumbed down and made a joke, disposed of his moral complexity. The Martells get annihilated from the start. But hey, the good, perfect Starks are live, and this half-Stark Targaryen that will never contain the stained TM of that family will kill the evil Targaryen madwoman. And the Starks will live and rule because they are the only family in the show that matters and the only one that you're allowed to root for, audience. And it's like, well, I mean, like, I feel like this was never a secret. Maybe they should go back and reread the first couple brand chapters of A Game of Thrones. Because <laughs> it's pretty goddamn obvious that the Lannisters are evil, that the Starks are the protagonists, and then go ahead a little bit and... Like, Robert talks about how fucking shitty the Targs were. How many times had did he rape your sister? Hundreds? Thousands? Something like that. Yeah. Talking about the Mad King, you know. Oh, yeah. It's, it's pretty goddamn obvious that the Starks are the protagonists. The only good thing Jamie ever did was kill the Mad King, a Targaryen. Bobby V and Jamie, like that was, that's what redeems them as people. They're killing of Targaryen. <laughs> and and Jamie saving Brienne from getting raped. Oh yeah, obviously I love her. Um, but <laughs> overall general, yeah. Both are really shitty people, but they both killed Targaryens. <laughs> like, I hate I hate Bobby B. He's such an awful person, but I know. Because anytime I think about him, I'm just like swinging that hammer and shattering the rib cage of Rhaegar Targaryen. I'm just like, oh yeah, Bobby B, I stand you, man. I know. <laughs> I'll forgive you anything if you kill a Targaryen. Though, <laughs> so, so what do you think is going to happen next episode? Like, you know the fleeks, but what do you think is actually going to happen? Obviously, John kills Danny. I really don't know if John's going to be quote unquote crowned king. I don't want it. I don't want there to be an Iron Throne. I want John to go back to the north. Um, Do you want him to go to be with Tormund? I mean, yes, but like, I don't think that's going to happen. And that's that's because you ship John and Tormund. Yes. But do you ship Jormund or? Like, what would Davos do, like, in this scenario? Because right now, his job is, like, assisting John. So, like, shouldn't... <laughs> like, this would... Would he just assist Sansa and your your Sanvos crack ship rises? Or, like, what do you expect to happen with Davos? Actually, I really like that idea. Did I just put it in your head? Yeah. Oh, my God. I don't think it's going to happen, bro. <laughs> I know it won't. I know it won't. But I, want, I don't want... I just want John to go home, you know, like, in general. Um in all seriousness and you would like to see ghosts i would like to see ghosts it might happen i feel like it can maybe apparently it's gonna happen okay um and then like the vf the in a public interview the the visual effects people said that ghost returns one last time okay cool um i gray worm is gonna die obviously danny is gonna die i really want Tyrion to die but i don't know if he is now um, who the hell is left? Um, Torment. It's like Torment and Brienne. They're not gonna die. What about Bran? 
Bran's not gonna die. Sansa is not gonna die. Arya will not die. I don't think John will die. But what are they gonna do in the end? They're gonna be a happy Stark family in the North. <laughs> I know. I would love that. I don't know what's gonna happen, but I think that's a good ending. I don't know what's gonna happen with the rest of Westeros, though. You know what I mean? Do you think Gendry will be Lord of Storm's End, or that was just a promise Danny made that's never gonna come to fruition? <laughs> I don't know what's gonna happen with Gendry. I don't think he would be happy as a lord. It seemed like actually Arya was more into him when he was a bastard than when he was a lord. Yeah. Like she wanted that like bad boy commoner aesthetic. I think she wanted to parade um him around in front of Sansa, like, oh look at my commoner boyfriend. <laughs> look at me i'm not being a lady or something and then he's like ends up being eligible and she's like "Mm, this loses half the appeal Mm. um i don't think gendry will die i don't even know where the hell gendry is i really thought gendry was gonna die yeah me too did they just bring him back for fan service like there was no actual point to him he made the dragon glass weapons anyone could have done that I know, but they've made it, brought him back so that it was like the best blacksmith we know of can figure it out. Um, Davos will not die. Bronn? Oh, yeah, I forgot about Bronn. He's going to come back. Ah, eh, Bronn will die. He's not getting his castle. He's not getting Highgarden. I think he will. Really? That'd be funny. I wouldn't be mad. Maybe I'm just hoping he won't. Like, I'm hoping he won't, but I'm just going to. I think he will, and maybe just because I. It's like I got too many things I wanted. Oh, yeah. So there has to be some thing to annoy me, you know? Because, like, I loved this episode. I have zero complaints. I thought it was amazing. Yeah, it was pretty good. I don't have any... I don't think I have any complaints either. Like, I had some complaints for The Long Night. Which were understandable. Long Night was a lot more, like... Boring. Like, there was a lot... Oh, man, no, I thought this that the long night had a lot more like build up attention to it and it was a lot more on the edge of your seat and like huge like whoa celebration you know, when Arya kills the night king right? this one was just like yeah shit happens it was less like an action movie the one scene i really loved in that one was when Arya was in the walking dead <laughs> franchise wait what remember like when Arya was acting like she was an episode in the walking dead oh yeah I thought that was really good. Wow, I'm actually secretly an Arya stan who just pretends to be a Bran and Sansa stan. Like, this is my long con. Like, I feel like this was truly Arya's season. Like, she has just done so much. Maisie Williams has really succeeded. Wow, why didn't you reply to that thing I sent you where Ian Glenn is throwing coins on his own face? I did reply to you on that. He didn't. Did I? Not? Oh, well, I'm sorry. It's okay, but just, like, I really want to know your reaction to that, because he looks insane. No, it's shells, not coins. Yeah, it made me chuckle, because it makes zero sense, but it's pretty funny. Yeah. So I guess, have we commented on everything? Yeah, I think so. Probably. So until next week, folks, and that'll be our final podcast about reaction podcasts we might make others in the future.